Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, lots of you have lots of opinions. Uh, boy, there's a lot. Here's uh, we're quickly in the Ashley Five Floors text line at uh, 1235. Bob, the Oilers should be all in on Jacob Chikrin. Uh the time to win is now. The only prospect the Oilers shouldn't trade away is Holloway. The rest should be on the table. Would completely change the team. Well, the guy's $4.6 million. You're going to have to spend some money back. They're looking for a huge return on that. We mentioned it earlier that guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, pleased to be joined by Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel. Diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Louie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. Did you make it out of the parking lot yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a drive-thru right now, so I'm probably going to have to tap here in about two seconds. But it's a little tough treading out here today. Some light snowfall has made it a little bit slippery again. But, yes, I made it out of the parkade okay. Today. Yes, this will be a day that uh, I don't uh, uh, make my way back to the humble Stauffer abode in the city's uh, southwest side. It's because uh, coming back to the arena somewhere between 40 to 45 minutes uh, on days like today, yeah. which is no... You know, and that's good heads up for people, too. Just give yourself a little more time because it is a little bit uh, congested out here again. But uh, that's what happens when you get snowfall like we've had. The cold temperatures gets a little slick. But uh, not nothing that we're not used to out west here. No. Uh, Louis, uh, there's lots going on right now. And uh, now, uh, and here we go again, Louie, we're talking about uh, the pandemic. And you know what? I- I- I'm well aware of the fact that there's a certain percentage of the listenership right now that has got COVID fatigue. They're sick of hearing about it. Uh, I do think there are some people that, frankly, like it. Uh, they-, they like, you know, they not that they live for it, but they, they kind of like the trappings that come with it. It allows them to maybe 
change the lifestyle accordingly. I, I believe there's a small percentage of the population that's that way. But once again, Louie, it's crept back in, even though the severity of the illness, you know, might not be there. This It has to be unsettling for the players, don't you think, when you see situations like what's occurring in Calgary? And, and now it's trickling with the Oilers. You know, first Ryan McLeod, then Dave Tippett, now Devin Shore. And you're kind of wondering, like, we're getting tested every day. And it's, it's, a, it's a nervous time, isn't it, for the guys? You know, I'm sorry, I'm just pulling over here. Um, but, yes, you know what? It is, and I think it's everybody in, on the whole planet is dealing with this right now. But, obviously, in the in the confines of, of the National Hockey League, it's a little bit of a different animal in the sense that you're traveling, you're, you're in groups. I mean, you're trying to play. Um, you're trying to fill buildings. You're trying to make this business work. You're trying to give entertainment to the people. And But no question about it, it's starting to creep in there again. I think that... You know, I'm sensing a little bit of, to be honest with you, Bob, people that I talk to are kind of almost done with this, though. They're like, okay, I understand this. We've kind of been through this before, but this is kind of the reason that we've gone out and have over 90% vaccination rates now. So I know there's some frustration on that front. I think that, uh, and I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm just yeah. speaking of what people are telling me and what people are saying, and I kind of can understand that. I get this. This has been kind of two years of dealing with this off and on, and I think people are kind of at the point now, they're like, well, listen, um, as long as people aren't showing real severe symptoms, it's it's kind of pretty similar to what you would have with a cold or flu. And if you have the flu when you used to play, if you could tough it out and play through it, then that's fine. If not, you stayed home. Um, obviously, this is a little bit of a different animal with the way it's um, contracted. But, you know, at the same time, this is just the hand right now that we're dealt <laughs> as people on this planet. Yeah. And we're trying to work through this and navigate through this every single day like everybody else. And, I mean, that's all you can really say about it. I mean, it's kind of a broken record, but this is where we are. And right now the NHL trying to put in some more stipulations. I can tell you this right now from having a player that plays in the league and from listening to what players are saying, I don't think they're too happy with these restrictions. Um, because, I just, you know, they went out, because they went out well, and, and got the shot. That's yes, part of the no, equation like That's, that's here, kind of right? what I'm saying. You know, you go and abide by what everybody's saying, and, you know, it's, and then all of a sudden it kind of backfires a bit. I understand why they want to put stipulations on it because, again, like I said at the start, you're talking about people that are in groups. You're you're always with 30 to 35, 40 people yeah. in an organization when you travel on the plane, hotels, you're in a busy rink, uh, you're on busy buses. I mean, there's, there's a lot to go into it. And I think right now the NHL is just trying to get a handle on it, Bob. They're just trying to minimize it as much as possible. You're never going to be able to take it out completely. I think this is going to be with us for yeah. the rest of all of our lives. I don't think this is ever going to go away. Yeah. But you're know, trying to minimize it. The more we can understand, the more information we have, um, hopefully we can deal with this a little bit better in the future and we'll understand what we're up against a little bit more clearly. And I guess that's all I can say about it. I'm not a doctor. I can't really tell you. But I, I do know that the, the feeling of people that I know anyway, and I'm sure maybe you have some people that feel the same way, are, are like, okay, we've done this before. What's the big deal? Well, and, and again, all under the, the guise that the majority of the population's vaccinated. And that they're. Well, yes, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you go out and you get the vaccination, and you and I were talking this morning about it. You know, 90% or 90% plus vaccination rate in the city of Edmonton. 
I just don't feel that there's as much concern, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I get the feeling that people yeah. are like, okay, the well, first few times this happened, obviously there's a lot of concern. You're kind of up in arms and you're like, okay, what are we going to do? I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel that people feel that way. And if you look around, I'm going to tell you that people don't feel that way. I, and, you know, it, just to put things in perspective here, Louie, uh, you didn't get tested for the flu every day, right, back when you played. True. If you were yeah. sick, you if you were and if you were sick and you better be sick for more than one day. If you were sick for two or three days in a row, it finally would get to the place where then they'd run some testing and find out what the heck was wrong with you. But you weren't, you know, they weren't actively going out and searching to see the degree of your your illness at that time. And I, like I have people texting the show saying, "Why do they do so many tests?" Every and and I get it. If you're feeling sick and they're yeah. recommending getting the test, get the test done. Absolutely, even if you are vaccinated, right? Like. Go get the test. Well, but part of the reason that the you know the numbers are the numbers and why we're seeing the spike is because, because of the test. Because yeah. of the amount of the volume of te- like I have people that text us and say they just shouldn't test. Why are they testing? Like all well, the time. And they I, and and we kind of, we get it, but it is it is an interesting uh, yeah. an interesting situation, right? Like I don't think everybody's going to see eye to eye on this ever. I think no. there's always going to be two sides to the story and two beliefs and two understandings. But we're not at the point yet where players can play with this. You know, listen, there's players that battle through the flu all the time. Back in the day, you got sick. It took a real bad case, a bad cold, a bad flu to keep someone out of the lineup. And typically it's because you're just exhausted, losing weight. Um, Obviously, you're in bed and you can't play the games. That's not the case here. And I think that's where it's getting frustrating is, you know, from what I understand out of the number of cases in Calgary, there's only one that's feeling symptoms. Um, This asymptomatic is what makes it kind of of, you know, for people are looking at this saying, wait a second, these people, they're fine. They, there shouldn't be any reason why they can't go about their day-to-day business or for, in this case, with professional athletes, I guarantee if you gave them the right, they would step in and play. I think a lot of players that, that have COVID would say, yes, I'm absolutely capable of stepping in there and playing. I feel fine. Obviously, I'm not having the adverse effects of this. And maybe one day we get to that point in, in all respective sports where it just becomes something that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. We're certainly not there yet, though, because we just don't – I don't believe we have the understanding and um, – in knowing what we're dealing with still. Every single time that it changes and manifests, I think we have to kind of recalibrate and look at this thing. But it is getting a little frustration, but unfortunately, Bob, that's just the world we're in right now. I I mean, I I see both sides. I truly do. I'm sitting here right now on the fence going, hey, I kind of understand it. Um, I understand the one side saying, listen, there's still people that that are at high risk that can potentially have really difficult, life-threatening difficulties with this virus. And then there's other people that, you know, are you know, just going about their life, and they've kind of looked at this as something else they have well, to Well, it was interesting that the World Health Organization yesterday stated that, uh, you know what, uh, they basically inferred COVID could be significantly decreased, especially if the wealthier countries assist the poor countries in getting vaccinated. So vaccination's obviously the key, and right now, not, you know, I'm going to assume roughly, you know, 12 plus, uh, Alberta's at 85%, the cities are higher than that, and the rural uh, areas are, are lower, but I'm, you know, there's a lot of, the bottom line is the province is at 85% full vaccination, and we're one of the lower provinces across the country by 3 or 4%. That means the majority of the people have taken that step and so uh it's 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 an interesting situation and how it gets reported and and you know do you lead with it in the news 
Louis, it reminds me, I'm going to share a story with you, and it has to do with pot, okay? In 2004-05, were you finishing up your pro career at that point? Yep. I was the SID at the U of A. And we had a conference call nationally in August of that year, in a year that was going to be the lockout year. And in their infinite wisdom, a couple of the uh, brainiacs that were working uh, in university sport, and I've often felt that some of those people couldn't sell a party to a liquor store, you know, to people going into a liquor store. They said, here's what we're going to do this year. We're going to test for pot. And I was like, party? You're going to test students for pot? You know, I, I, and, and, and so in, in, in a way that only you know my personality, I was so I'm on this call and I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? They're students. Like, why would we test for pot? I, I go, we could have a lockout this year in the NHL and you're going to be subjecting your student athletes to They might legalize this in the next 10 years. And the, and the one guy from one of the Christian schools said to me, well, you know, you're a former tree planter. You, you like pot. I'm like, I can't stand this stuff myself. I hate the smell. But you can't, t- like, today's generation, they don't drink the way we did, 25, 30, you know, like, that's what I said right on the call. I'm like, but they, you know, they use it more recreationally, and it's just going to be negative news all the time coming out in a lockout year where there's no NHL. I, like, this is the stupidest idea. So what do you think they did? They tested that year. All they got was negative publicity. Then they realized, you know, this wasn't a very good idea. It's kind of not performance enhancing. Well, who, whose stupid idea was it to do it in the first place? And, you know, lo and behold, I, I remember saying to them, within your lifetime, it'll be legalized and taxed. It defies logic. Like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And I think that's the frustration is we've gotten to the point now, Louie, where every, you know, virtually all the players are vaccinated, right? So we've got a different variant and it's highly transmissible, but we're, it doesn't appear in terms of the illnesses that the players get. And hey, I get it. There's people listening to the show. Screw you, Stoffer. My aunt died of uh, COVID. My, yes. you know, no, my, and, my, and- my uncle died of COVID and he got the shot late. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's crappy that happened, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I get it. But we're talking about relatively healthy players that aren't feeling the effects of it. It's a very tricky situation for the league to navigate. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I guess that's what I'm saying, but I know how these it things is. work in the news cycle. I know how they work, Louis. That's what I'm saying here. Well, you just don't have to look any further than front pages, leading stories. You know, put your Twitter or Instagram or whatever social media platform you're using. That's typically going to be the, the starting off conversation, right? Which it's just been the way our world has been. But I, I just 
I choose not to really follow that too much, to be honest with you, Bob. I know that everybody's different, and you're right. You have to be sensitive to how other people feel about this. I understand that, and I totally agree with that. Uh, I'm just telling you how I feel and what I've found, you know, conversations with my friends around Edmonton here, my, my family and people that I know. Um, this is what they think of this right now. Now, somebody else might have an entirely different look at this, and, and that's their right. That's their right to look at it that way. I'm not sitting here saying one way is right or wrong. I'm just saying that's part of the confusion, and it's going to be that way until we get a handle on it. And the only way we're going to get a handle on this is by learning as much as we possibly can. And the reason why they're testing all the time in the NHL is they have to because, again, the close proximity these players are to one another. And because what happened in Calgary, actually my kids' team in Boston is blowing up right now too. It's happening all around the league. And what we expected to happen, because once it does start, there's going to be an increase. And I do believe we will get through this and it will weather and it will die down quickly, just as quickly as it started up, it will die down quicker because of the vaccination. That's my opinion, but uh, we're going to have to ride it. We're going to have have to let this take its course. Yeah, well, and again, we've got people saying, Bob, you test because of what happened to Josh Archibald. And uh, Josh Archibald. 100%. And that's, and he, you know, obviously he's dealing with myocarditis, and that's terrible. And, you know, listen, we hope that Josh Archibald's doing great. Um, I hope he's recovering from that. We haven't got a lot of information on that. They've kept that pretty quiet. But we know and, he was not vaccinated uh, when they found out that he had myocarditis. So, and, and, you know, listen, there's people that can't be vaccinated. Which doesn't mean that it's his which, fault he got it, Louis. Sorry to interrupt. Listen, but here's the thing. No, no, no. I know, but there's people that can't be vaccinated, too. So, right. And I have empathy for those people, too, that because of health conditions, religious, whatever it is, I don't care what your belief is or what it is, there's some people that choose not to. This isn't what this conversation is about. I mean, this is everybody individually has to make that decision themselves. And you know what? I'm all for that. That's why we have a free country. You should be able to make that decision. Unfortunately, there are going to be some things you're going to have to navigate around no different than when we travel bob the reason we get tested when we travel and tested when we come back and you know you wear masks in every facility you can public wise and there's a lot i mean listen (laughs) i think if you were to take a poll right now i know where the masks would be that's for sure in in this city especially but this is just the world we're in you know what we can sit here and debate it all we want but it's unfortunately real and it's back again and we're we're navigating through it once again people are texting louis and they're saying are the players at 90 percent vaccination no the players are at 99 percent vaccination there's like you yeah. know, the only player that i know of right now is tyler bertuzzi that's actually playing in the league that's not vaccinated uh, this text I, this text comes in restricting the movement of 99 percent of the population that aren't at significant risk instead of focusing on the one percent that will makes quote unquote perfect sense and that's a different perspective that's out there so there you go um you know, again, it's it, there's there's lots of different ways to look at it, but it's affecting, it, it, and and Louis, it has to be unsettling to a team. And here, the numbers for the Oilers, this just compounds with this recent stretch. The Edmonton Oilers are, and I just specific to the homestand, uh, 0-5, outscored 20 to six, shooting percentage 3.75 percent, save percentage 87.6 percent, 12 and a half percent on the power play, and only 53 percent on the PK. <laughs> I mean that right there. Where do, you, where do you want to start? Yeah, go where ahead. Where do you want to start? Whack away. Well, I just no, you know what? You, you hit the nail on the head. You know, everything right now doesn't seem to be going the way it's supposed to be going, and especially with the way the start of the season was for Edmonton, where you know they were scoring four goals even when they didn't want to score four goals in a game. It seemed like everything was going their way. And you know, we talked about this at length, and I like what Glenn Gulletson said yesterday, and Jim Playfair the year before him addressing the media. 
you know, sometimes these results lag. It, they, they really do. Anytime you're coming out of a win streak, you maybe win some games you shouldn't win, and you just keep doing it just because that's the way the flow of the game's going for you. And then getting out of a losing streak can be just as difficult and more difficult to get back in the winning ways. Even though you might be doing certain things better, you might be playing a game that you could live with, you're not getting the results. You're not getting those timely goals. The power play isn't clicking. You're not killing off that big kill. You're not getting that timely save that you need to kind of shut the door and keep yourself in the game. All of this is happening right now for Edmonton. I guess, you know, one thing that Connor McDavid has mentioned a couple of times, and yes, it's running out, Leon Dreisaitl today, you get off to a great start in the season, it allows you to buffer and weather uh, adversity like this. Obviously, no team wants to lose six in a row. You don't want to lose two games in a row, let alone six games in a row. The thing for me, though, and, the, and, and I'm going to always boil back down to this, it's the compete. It's being absolutely disgusted with losing and the compete that you're going to bring forth to the game. And if you come into the game with that snarly attitude, like, okay, enough is enough, and you look across the guy across from you and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this guy outplay me tonight at all. I'm going to make it a miserable night for this guy. That's the way you have to take the approach into the game. And that doesn't mean you take undisciplined penalties. It just means you're battling right to the end on every single shift, every single battle. You condense it down to, to the, the small stuff, and then hopefully the big stuff takes care of itself. They're not getting the bounces. I'm going to tell you that right now. They've played well enough in the last few games especially to have more production. Yep. They got one one goal, and that was it was it was a fluky, gritty, greasy goal. Colton Sevier off the skate of Cassian because he's standing in front of the net, and that's another thing I picked up from both Playfair and Gullitson and Dave Tippett before he had the COVID net to leave the bench. They need to get more aggressive in front of the net. They need to find more loose pucks, and they need to sustain that pressure and get second and third opportunities. Make it more difficult for a team to get out of their own zone and clear a puck. And if you just take that approach good things will happen, but there's no question. It's it's dark days, and, you know, Leon was pretty candid today yep. talking to the media. He said, listen, confidence is low. They understand it. These guys all want to win. They all want to score. They all want to win. They all want to produce. Um, if anybody thinks any differently, then, I mean, I, I don't understand why you would. This is what they do for a living. Losing is a part of it, but it's the crappy part of it. You don't want to lose games. Winning is what you're ultimately going to the ring for every single day and putting the work in. Um, I do believe they are on the verge of breaking out of this. I really do. I think that we're seeing signs, especially five-on-five, five, where they're keeping games tight. They're creating opportunities. I would say collectively five-on-five, five, they've outplayed the last three teams they've played and have had better chances on net. It's just not going in. You just got to keep continuing to do it because there's no other solution. It's not like there's a magic formula here that's going to all of a sudden turn this around. You have to just dig a little bit deeper, and you have to find a way, and Quite frankly, that's where they're at right now. They just need Louis. to find a way to get that first win. All right. I got one final. Can you tell a 30-second story? Talking about playing with illness, the night you had to fight Sandy McCarthy, <laughs> and you were sick of the dog, and the ultimate end result. <laughs> you really want me to go into I this? I want yeah, you to. Uh, yeah. Go for a minute. Say. Go for a minute. <laughs> well, 
yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was early season, flu season. We were getting flu shots. I don't know if it was from the shot or if I just got sick, but let's just say that uh, I was having a problem keeping anything inside my body. And uh, playing Calgary, it was the first couple times I fought Sandy McCarthy, who I considered one of the toughest guys in the league and still do to this day. He was awesome. But uh, let's just say that uh, I had to change my shorts a couple of times in a few days because I was playing through some serious illness. I'm only going to leave it at that. Wow. You can let your imagination go as far as you want to go with that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I did pretty good in the first one. The second one, not so good. I actually didn't do well in the next four after that either. <laughs> but I think I did okay in my last one, and I was really happy to play with him in Tampa Bay. But you know what? Yeah, it's just, it's just part of it. And like I said, back in the day, you played through that stuff. The players, I think if you gave them the option, they would probably sign waivers and say they'd like to play through this right now because that's where they're at and they're understanding of it. But we're not there yet, so All right. we'll just have to wait and see. Well, thank you for the visual, Louie. And uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll hook yeah. up next Thursday. Thanks for your time, man. <laughs> Take care. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, that's Louie DeBrusque. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. We'll be right back after this. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.